Thank you for those three slices of uh, cold pizza tonight. I really needed them. Yeah? Yeah. I could tell by the timbre in your voice and the look on your face that you really, really needed those cold slices of pizza. Sometimes a cold slice of pizza is what will do you right, what will set you straight. <laughs> cold pizza in your mouth. <laughs> mouth hole god you make it sound dirty it was dirty <sighs> all up in my face <laughs> <laughs> you get sprung <sighs> off a cold pizza <laughs> fuck a cold pizza whatever happened to tone loke <laughs> <laughs> nice segue nice segue um open up a pawn shop <laughs> I think he um of an Idaho. <laughs> he became the voice of the emperor on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tom Loke. How many people know this, but Funky Cold Medina is about like fucking date a date rape drug. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Why are so many songs about like fucked up things? I and don't know. Drugs. You know, I'm starting to suspect that the music industry is heavily involved in drugs. Yeah, I know. It's almost as if they've been doing that for years. Hmm. I'm going to start looking into the whole Amy Winehouse and seeing if perhaps <laughs> there might be a connection between drugs and her passing. You know, may, she, may she rest in peace. Yeah. I'd trade her over Fergie any day. Mm. Did you see that fucking... Uh, National anthem. Yes. Very jazzy. Very, very, um, hey, uh, check it out. It's like before she came on stage. Daddy O. <laughs> <laughs> it's like before she came on stage, somebody made the mistake of actually referring to her as a musician. Oh, shit. That's right. And she okay. was just like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I could sing. I'm not just, you know, the background vocals on fucking, uh, you know, all the Black Eyed Peas albums. <laughs> and then reality set in. <laughs> or did it? I mean, she she might have enough money to be insulated from. She said she was taking, like, uh, she released a statement saying that she was sorry, but that she's a risk taker, you know? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Just like a risk taker, really? Risk taker. Well, why don't you... Take a risk at some voice lessons. <laughs> oh, <hi -o. laughs> you know she's going to hear this. So. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Fergie Slam. I'm ready for the tweet battle. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, balls in your court, Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lived until you've had Fergie beef. Yeah, you know? I know. It's it's Fergalicious. Well, don't which is, don't. But <laughs> just to say, it's kosher. Uh, I'm assuming. <laughs> is she is she Jewish? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, man, wow, you can never tell. <laughs> um. So you're listening to uh, no, wow, wow, I completely fucked that up. You, you saw that? Did. I just tripped over myself. Hey. Trying to introduce the show. Almost <laughs> went mouth first right into that mic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like approaching it like it's a fucking Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sure, let's say I'm Sunday. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I'm Ernesto Mancibo. Pablo Morali Martinez. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a great way to introduce the show. Exactly. Couldn't have gone any better. <laughs> Blowjob jokes. Hitting the like just going after Fergie. <laughs> that kind of thursday yeah that kind it's of that kind of thursday <laughs> yeah so um you know we have to talk about the mass shootings yeah yeah it's so dark and depressing but it's like it's just business as usual in these good old united states of america where the nra just loves to Line the pockets of our politicians. Do you see that? That um, it's been all over the news that that kid Cameron Caskey, uh, he talks to Marco Rubio, hmm. and he's like, uh, "Can you say that you're not going to take NRA money anymore because of this?" Oh, and. Marco Rubio can't. He's just like, they buy into my politics. He keeps saying that. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I, I can't, I can't help it if this money goes into my pockets. I, it just, it just happens. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I yeah. slip and I fall into a pile of NRA money. Oh. <laughs> oh. This kid, this kid, single-handedly. I mean, not that we didn't already know this, but like shun the spotlight of, you know, are you yes. 100% a piece of shit? <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like uh, him and. And well, of course, the president 45, it's we've we had to bring him up. We haven't mentioned him in almost two podcast, like almost two shows. Uh so has to be some sort of record yeah so now we have to bring him up because you know he he talked about how he wants to arm teachers he fucking suggested that it that the shooting was partially the fault of uh, the students and teachers they're just like oh really yeah he was just like oh there were so many signs and this then oh the yeah that's right that's right that's right it's just like Oh, it has nothing to do with this guy. With this guy, literally having the police called on him dozens of times. It's literally on the record, and nobody did anything. But yeah, let's blame the students and teachers. Right. Get the fuck out of here. And yeah, he did say he wants to arm twenty percent of teachers, and <laughs> suggesting that if they if they volunteer to be armed, that they'll get like they're, they'll bonuses. get a bonus. Yeah, they'll get a bonus check. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, like he, I think it was like, uh, there was some kind of, um, there was something signed into law by Congress saying that um, teachers have to pay for the, the supplies that they buy for their classes. So it will no longer be supplied to them by schools. Oh. And now, you know, teachers who are making like 40K a year right Mm -hmm. now they have they're all of a sudden getting gun money out the wazoo like it's like 
And then they, they have these fucking pundits on Fox News being like, you know what we need? The Fox News is like throwing everything except gun control. Like they're trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink at this except Ugh. for gun control, which is like we need metal detectors. We need uh, perimeter guards. We need towers. We need snipers on the roof. <laughs> we need motion detectors. We need a predator alien to stalk... <laughs> Quietly in in a cloaked device around the hallways. Or late to class, you know. Anytime. Um, it's funny because I I saw um, I saw a Facebook meme that uh, referenced what you just said, uh, suggesting all this stuff uh, be placed in school. And I forgot who it was that replied, but it was so perfect. They were just like, prisons. You're describing prisons. Yeah, like you're it. describing <laughs> prisons. Well, I, I think the pundit that made that is this uh, lady named Janine Pirro, who's like this. Uh, oh, God. She was a TV judge. Yeah, she was a oh. TV judge. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Judge Pirro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's a royal piece of shit. She really is. Uh, who's, I was... Whose uh, husband was up on corruption charges or whatever, mm. the, whatever the fuck. Anyway, she knows her way around, I guess, uh, the legal system and knows, like, uh, that she knows her way around to jail, I guess. <laughs> I was so disappointed to find out that she was such a reprehensible piece of shit. Because yeah. when she had her show, I actually had a little bit of a crush on her. But really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, 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 it's I don't the know, black she, robe. Yeah. Really? It's revealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I look I, at those cuffs. <laughs> uh, sorry, listeners. Yeah, uh, we don't we don't want to make we're we're not making light of the the, the horrible situations uh, that have been going on. But it's like if we don't use our sense of humor, like we're gonna go to a dark dark place. Yeah. This sometimes we this is just how we cope. <laughs> yeah, and like uh, and. You know, honestly, the news has, especially the 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 speeches by these students, um, Emma Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you've have yeah. you seen her speech? Absolutely, moved me to just tears. Right, and uh, then you know this, the other students like who have also made their statements about organizing and saying that this is the last mass shooting that they're that that's going to happen because they they're going to take this fight all the way to the top have really like moved me to a point where I'm just like, this has got to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I'm really inspired by, by what the youth are going to attempt and I support them 100%. Like they are literally taking to the streets. This is how, this is how change comes about. I mean, I've, I've heard rumors that, you know, they're going to leave school and they're not going to come back. Like, they they are going to march and they're going to just be out there and do their thing now it will be difficult but any all change is you know um and i fully i fully support them and then there's this there's a piece of shit congressman saying that it's impossible for them to mobilize it's it's impossible for these teenagers to mobilize some kind of grassroots movement because like they're just like all of a sudden, the conspiracy theories start floating out. It has to be George Soros. Oh. It has to be 
um, you know, left-wing uh, think tank groups. Like all these survivors are paid to speak yeah. out against the NRA. It's just like, wow, well, really? The, you see you see what they're doing is like it's because they think that way mm-hmm. that they are projecting their own tactics on on these kids. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They, yeah, they always – uh, they always have somebody waiting in the wings to pay to to support their point, and they think that that's what the other side does. But yeah, like no, it's just people who don't want to get shot. Yeah, at school. I mean, I yeah, know it's hard know, to make like, that connection. It's but, craziness you know. to be to think that like, oh my god, what are they going to ask for next? Like paid <laughs> lunches, you know. <laughs> Getting shot at school—that's a rite of American passage. At this point, it might as well be because how many mass shootings have has there been? I feel like, like as of twenty eighteen, there have been eighteen mass shootings. Jeez, oh, uh, and I'm those numbers are still climbing. I mean, the year is still young. Oh, so I'm just getting to the end of February. I know, and already it's just like it's just a, a wave of. of of uh, people just fucking losing their minds. I mean, you got and the and the conservatives, you know, and the conservative right just turning around and being like, "Isn't it funny how most of these mass shooters are Democrats?" Oh yeah, I heard that uh, that one yeah, senator. That, yeah, that one senator piece of shit. Yeah, uh, we're gonna post up all these names on the Twitter. The Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. On our Twitter, our Facebook. And uh, possibly our Instagram uh, page. We're just going to post up all these names along with how much the NRA is paying these people. Our Twitter bird wears a monocle. I yeah. just said that's, <laughs> that's the way you said it just Twitter! now. Twitter! <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, I, I remember uh, reading when that senator said that. And I was just like, you piece of shit. You're just throwing it out. You're just throwing gasoline out there, seeing, you know, what sparks. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, let me throw out this alternative fact. Let's see if it sticks. Shut the fuck up, lady. (laughs) And then they have, what's you call it, those those Fox News assholes. One of them, I can't believe I saw this. It it was a clip of one of these guys on, on, uh, it was either The Five whatever it's it's white people talking mm-hmm. is what it was called so <laughs> so they have this this guy uh i i think i think it might be greg gutfield who gives a shit anyway <laughs> one of these assholes was like uh, you know what needs to happen these teachers need to take martial arts classes oh my god and just come at them with their fit like right right of course yeah they need to like oh. <laughs> They need to study the raid because that that was so so heavily like that was a documentary about uh, the police uh, enforcement, like the police force in Indonesia. Like it was a documentary. If I was Nightcrawler from the X Men, I would spend all my time just like appearing into conservative talk shows, radio shows and stuff like that, kicking the shit out of everybody when they say stupid shit like that and just and just disappearing. That would just that'd be all I do. <laughs> Professor X would be like, "You need to use your powers for a greater good." It's just like, "I am." <laughs> Drop kicking motherfuckers in the face yeah, just, while they're live on TV spreading lies. Just all the time. <laughs> all the time nobody would be safe nobody 
just like uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. Just drop kick right <laughs> to the face. <laughs> End up right behind the coat. Oh, my nose. <laughs> I think he broke my nose. Bamp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. I was like. Yeah, no shit. Background checks like, are for people, not for the guns. I know. <laughs> people like the conservatives think that like, like, uh, um, guns are like these, uh, like dog like, like they just sprout <laughs> legs. <laughs> it's like it's the guns' fault. It's not the guns' fault. It's the person's fault for bringing the gun to life somehow. I don't know. I saw another great meme. It's just, it's just like uh, conservatives. It's just like. It's not about the guns. It's about mental illness. And it's just like, what are you doing about mental illness? Nothing. <laughs> That's right. Donald Trump, one of, one of the pieces of legislature that he signed. Last year. Last year yeah. was... Um, Making it real easy for people with mental conditions and mental illness to get guns. Because what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, come on. Kids will be kids. Oh. Hijinks, as it were. They can't, you know, and then they, um, what, what else did they do? Uh, last week, was it last week or the week before they signed into law, uh, uh, basically a provision saying that, that, uh, the, oh no, they just said that the talk about gun control won't be, can't be discussed anymore. And then it was like, uh, there were these pictures of, you know the these teens just breaking out like the survivors of the of this massacre just breaking out into tears because it was voted down in the house and now you know and then they voted into law uh into into law a law saying that teens can uh once you reach a legal age or something something about like pornography something to pr- to protect teens from pornography oh jeez so it's like they're safe from the sex, but the guns. No, God forbid. It's like this this country with its priorities is like the most fucked up, weird, like bizarre, backwards country. I, like I, I, I just can't believe it. You know. I think this is his. I think this is his plan. I think he. I think number forty five is going to make this country so shitty and so crazy, crazier than it already is and always has been. That Mexico will be begging to build the wall <laughs> to keep us out. It's like, we don't want any of you for spring break. Nothing. We don't want shit from you. Look, man, we've been thinking. <laughs> we think you guys are crazy enough to handle yourselves. We build a wall on our side so you don't have to come over. I think they're going to go one step further. I think they're going to straight up Bugs Bunny uh, <laughs> saw the border. Oh, my God. And they're just going to watch, just float away. They're just going to, like, <laughs> collectively just put their foot on the border and just push us away. <laughs> Meanwhile, poor Canada is going to be like, we're moving, eh? <laughs> What's going on? You know. Oh, it's those damn Americans. <laughs> Always fucking up our hoose. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't want to go off on a Canadian tangent. I know, like right? I'm so tempted. Yeah, but. I'm just like we're we're probably gonna be like, you know, running for that Canadian border oh, soon. God, <laughs> if they're smart, they're they're pulling a Bugs Bunny move as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, you know, if Mexico and can- Canada got together and did it at the exact same time, I bet America would just sink, since we have like no infrastructure. Or we'll float to Iceland. Yeah. I said, it'll be a just, ch- just shut off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a bunch of puffins out there. See, <laughs> see if they'll react to them. Oh, Lord. But, um, yeah, I mean, what what else could be done? What else could be done about this? Well, I mean, for, for this march that is being planned by the students, somebody put out a really good idea that, at the, while while they are marching, and it should it should be about the message and uh, causing change. In order to really send the message to the people in Congress, it should also be a voter registration drive. It's like a lot of these young people are right on the cusp of being able to vote, and it's just like, hmm, you know, later this year is a midterm election, and uh, there it's going to be a sweep. It's going to be sweep. I'm predicting it's going to be a sweep. You think so? Yeah. I think it's going to be like people have been talking about the blue wave. Mm-hmm. I think blue wave is coming. I, it's going to be a fucking blue tsunami. I sure hope so, because um, I have to question your uh, predictive abilities since you are actually pulling for the solo movie. <laughs> I, I, I think Come that's, on, man, we're talking about serious issues and you break out the fucking Star Wars on me. This is serious to me, man. <laughs> It actually shook me when you were just like, I think it's going to be a hit. And I'm like, what? I I watched it, that's, that solo trailer again today, and I was just like, it's, I'm predicting it's going to be good. I think I read somewhere that the solo movie is the most, um, re, the movie with the most reshoots in... Um, forever no, can't, just, it can't be more it can't be more so than than that movie that made no money called all the money in the world <laughs> are you serious yeah. <laughs> it was a kevin spacey movie remember and they oh replaced him. well Isn't and then that they ironic? reshot an entire movie without kevin spacey that's right that's yeah. right uh, i think you got me there but yeah except this will be the polar opposite of that where people actually say this movie's good all right we'll see in a few short months we'll see we'll see yeah well, doesn't that come out like tomorrow? Didn't they? What <laughs> solo? Like no, they've done like no promotion for it. When's it come out? I don't know. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> They're like fuck. Look, man, it's been like a heavy few weeks. Oh, it's like I, I, forgive me if I haven't been keeping tabs on the solo movie. I heard it's going to be released on MySpace. <laughs> Fucking. What's that? What's the MySpace guy's name? Todd. Tom. Tom. Some like yeah. Tom. Yeah. Tom's like yeah. I give the, <laughs> give this movie a thumbs up because that's his permanent picture in his dirty white shirt. <laughs> you have one friend. <laughs> Tom. God damn it. Yeah, Tom's probably laughing all the way to the bank right now. But you think so? Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, he put a fucking shotgun in his mouth. Oh Jesus. <laughs> That's right, a shotgun, not an AR-15. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> wow, what a way to tie that in! Shit. Okay. Wait, can I can I add one more thing about like the 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 whole gun control debate and Marco Rubio? Sure. Um, 
there was, uh, I believe there was uh, a f- the father of one of the children that was killed, right? He asked Margo Rubio, it's like, why don't you sign into law, the, the, the whole gun control law? And Marco Rubio's response was, because, you know, they, I don't know who they are. I'm assuming the, the mentally ill people who are allowed through many legal loopholes oh. funded by the NRA, you know, lining the pockets of uh, Republican, conservative, politic, like just piece of shit politicians. Um, he said that they will find loopholes around buying a gun. And, uh, you know, there's for the gun control law of only covers something like 150 to 200 um, guns. And there are, uh, are like 500 more that do the exact same thing. And that it, that this gun control law doesn't cover the other 500. And then the father was like, well, why don't you get the ball rolling on that first law? And then we'll build on top of it. You know, I mean, 200 or so less types of guns that are accessible is still 200 or so type of guns that are less accessible. I mean, shit. Is the AR-15 on that list? Because right now, that would help. Yeah, that that would really help. Also, you know, banning bump stocks, which has taken them... 18 massacres for them to get their shit together and be like, you know what? Maybe we should bump the bump stocks. But, uh, yeah, if to get the ball rolling on any issue involving guns and gun control is like, it's because the system is so embedded. Like the corruption is so deeply rooted within the, especially within the, the conservative Republican party. Uh, and of course, some Democrats, because I'm not going to count out, you know, the Democrats that have also been bought and sold. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's so deeply rooted in the political system that it's nearly it's it's so impossible to cut out because that means you'd have to cut out a bunch of lobbyists. Like how do how does one get that done? It's well, we'll see because the kids are fed up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I. We have to do something. Yeah. I mean, the, the the change that we need in this country, the real change that we need in this country is going to come by the people taking to the streets and not leaving. Yeah. And I mean, voting. And making and their voting. Vote, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Making their voices heard. But but I think we've seen microcosms of it over the years, like with the um, the Occupy Wall Street movement, uh, the Women's March. Black um, Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Uh, just people getting fed up, taking to the streets, and not not allowing the issue to be silenced and permanently ingraining itself into the American psyche. I mean, there will always be people who will try to twist it to some sort of um, stupid and, and incongruent end, but for the most part, people realize what's going on and they're starting to hear the issues. Now, if we can all together like be the governments or, or the elites worst nightmare and by elites i mean that one percent the rich one percent um and people of all creeds and colors and orientations banding together and saying enough is enough that's the day where it changes overnight uh, it's it's gonna and it, it's it's weird because i'm like it, i used to have like this very pessimistic approach to this i'm just like 
we're living in a in times of embedded systems just eating uh, the soul away from our country mm. it's like whether it's the nra or just you know conservative uh conservative quote unquote values uh discriminating against uh people of non-binary genders and lgbtq plus people and you know um the uh the power structures you know putting people of color in jail or just straight up deporting them mm -hmm. i used to just think that it was just an endless onslaught of like this horrible shit but now i'm starting to feel like there's this there's this there's a groundswell coming up mm. and um and i think that we are reaching a moment where you know uh, the where kids who have had enough of the school shootings where Sean King's super PAC of trying to like actually mobilizing um, lawmakers into different districts and like, you know, progressive lawmakers. Mm -hmm. I think it's starting to take shape mm -hmm. in different and like really different ways and like little ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ebbs and flows, they'll, they'll amount to a river eventually. Absolutely. And we have to stay focused and on message because they're going to try it they the the opposing side the as far as i'm concerned evil side they're going to try it they're, they're going to do something extreme to try to distract us conspiracy theories shaming the fucking victims oh yeah they've, oh, they've yeah. already done that but i mean something even more extreme than that like i i, I could see them I, I don't want to delve into conspiracy yeah, theory, what I, but what I will say is that the conservative right has shown that they have no compunction for anybody who is not powerful, who does not contribute to their base monetarily or vote-wise, and they're willing to discredit and say anything. They will literally say anything. They need a wake-up call. Yeah, they do need a wake-up call. I'm speaking from the gut here. Sorry. <laughs> it's not very enlightened, I no. know, but damn. Damn. No, some uh, some people just need a little, like, a little smack, a little pow-pow, right? <laughs> on, right on the fucking chin. Um, but, yeah, so... Whew, now I'm just so filled with righteous anger! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Nightcrawler powers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, stay with us, people. <laughs> You're listening to Robots, Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, let's move on to another topic. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Black Panther. <right? laughs> <laughs> um, I, I watched it again, and then... Uh, you know, but before that, I'm bearing the lead here. Um, I sent you an article by this, by this, uh, this by a hater. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like trying to find the words. This columnist uh, for the Boston Globe. Yes, yes. Uh, named Chris LeBron, uh, and you know I hadn't heard of him before. Uh, and it's a very interesting introduction to this guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, 
I mean, his story checks out. I like, I agree with a lot of the things that he's, he is, uh, that he shows up, like basically writes about and mm-hmm. the causes he's for. And when I wrote his dissection of black Panther, which is, it's an article called black Panther is not the movie we deserve. Mm-hmm. I was bummed. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I did read the article, and you know, um, LeBron has some very interesting and valid points. Um, there are interpretations of the film that one certainly can't deny. I think the one that sticks out to me the most, uh, that's at the forefront of my mind, is what appears to be the devaluation of the African American male um, in contrast to the African male. Um, namely the way Killmonger is depicted, um, his anger, uh, his use of violence, um, the way he sort of just goes off the rails once he seems to at least either get satisfaction or be on the cusp of satisfaction when he, oh, uh, there might be spoilers in this, uh, when he ousts uh, T'Challa from the throne, um, temporarily. Um, it's like you, you sort of, you're, you're sort of riding with, riding with him a little bit because he has this righteous anger. He's just like, our people are suffering all over the world. We need, and y'all are just sitting pretty over here. Uh, why don't you use your technology to help everybody? So there's part of you that agrees with him, like, you know, shit, why not? You know, but then he shows himself to be a power hungry asshole who, yeah. Um, who is using uh, like deep military tactics to just destabilize uh, a government, uh, mainly in that scene where they sort of burned all the Black Panther purple flowers. Yeah, uh, the, the heart-shaped flowers. Yeah, 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 so sort of like cutting off any future lines of succession, you know? Yeah. Which I, I feel they'll... They'll find a way to bring. Yeah, that they'll back. they'll yeah, bring that you back. Know, that, you know, I knew I knew Marvel. from the moment. Yeah, I knew from the moment they started burning it down. I was just like, those flowers will be back. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's another uh, botanic garden somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you know. and plus they have they have Shuri. So yeah, I know, right? Know. Shuri's got everything fucking handled. She got it. Yeah. She got it. <laughs> The thing about um, Mr. LeBron's like analysis on of Killmonger and saying that, you know, um, his one of the things that I disagreed with was that uh, Chris LeBron said that his that Killmonger's life mattered didn't matter, mm-hmm. and I think that he's wrong. How so? Uh, because it didn't matter because if it wasn't for Killmonger um, T'Challa wouldn't Killmonger's death and his whole like oh wow that's a huge spoiler <laughs> guys if you haven't seen yeah, it by if this you point like, yeah, if you haven't you know, seen it fuck you, you yeah, I mean if you if, <laughs> <laughs> the aggression toward the audience <laughs> that's our selling point it's a staple of the show just so you know so but yeah, um, Killmonger's death did matter because if it wasn't for his death, he like it, 
it it ultimately led to T'Challa's decision to be like, you know, Wakanda needs to change. And he even like shouted at his ghost dad mm-hmm. not to, you know, bring up Bill Cosby. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> so left left turn right there. He just kicks Bill Cosby in the face. Well, you see, Killmonger, <laughs> what you gotta do is go to the Wakanda and dethrone the king. <laughs> the Jello pudding. <laughs> Kick to the face <laughs> and make sure to take some Kodak film and record all of that. Oh my god! Uh, and I actually thought that the whole movie was an in, like Killmonger's presence is an indictment of the white hegemonic system, mm-hmm. the white hegemonic system's effect on. Um, an African American. Nice, I like that. Yeah, that is so good. Yes, because it's the it's that's very system that warped Killmonger into the person. Because who who what kind of system taught him to destabilize the nation? Yeah, it's absolutely. no surprise that the the white character, the CIA agent Everett Ross, is the one that talks about it. And he he fully he was just like he learned he basically said he learned all this shit we taught him everything yeah we did that <laughs> yeah we taught him how to death basically <laughs> and and I, <laughs> and I think like that's what makes me disagree with uh, with Chris LeBron's article for the most part like when he talked about like the way they treated the African American woman. Nightshade in the in the movie, which is Killmonger's girlfriend, yeah, who had one line maybe. Yep, yep. That was where I was like, I agree with you there. Yeah, that How, was, uh, yeah, that was harsh. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a little hard to see. It's like, okay, we've established that he's absolutely ruthless. Yeah. Um. And uh, another point that I agreed with. Uh, that LeBron wrote, he was just like the, the the treatment of the character of Killmonger, um, in terms of it supporting his point that uh, his life didn't matter, or no, not that his life didn't matter, but uh, the depreciation of the African American male is that uh, here we have a guy who is the the prodigal son of Wakanda. He comes back, is willing to kill anybody, hurt anybody, do anything, um, and by the end. Uh, there is no, there's almost no point of redemption. Like even when T'Challa says, I think we can heal you. uh, He says, he's just like, no, why? So I could just be, you guys can just lock me up. That's what I'm paraphrasing. Um, After him doing all this terrible shit. And the thing is, we've seen another character in the Marvel universe who's done a whole bunch of horrible shit. And, never even comes close to like being killed Loki. Look, I'll agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Like um it is fucked up that Loki keeps on living and keeps on like live, living to fucking uh, destroy lives and and uh become come off as like this charming like ha 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 character. Every movie he's in some shape or form tried to murder Thor. Right. Or like millions of people with like the Tesseract and right. the Avengers and shit. 
And, uh, of course, in the Infinity War trailer, we see him handing the Tesseract to Thanos. Yeah. But uh, while I agree with you there, for every Loki, there's a yellow jacket. You know, Mm -hmm. there's I mean, it's a common Marvel complaint that they constantly are killing off as killing off villains. Yeah. Also, no one really stays dead in the Marvel Universe. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't think this is the last we've seen of Killmonger, because if they're following the comics, there is a witch in the Coates run Uh of the current comics. Yeah. That by Coates run uh, listeners, he means Ta-Nehisi Coates. Yeah, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Um, she dabbles in black magic and she's trying to destabilize Wakanda in order to, you know, make uh, Black Panther T'Challa look weak. Mm-hmm. And she's got like, you know, crazy like black magic powers. And I think it's not far fetched to say that Killmonger will make a reappearance based off of the black magic stuff. I would love that um, just because. Uh the actor what's his name mike uh, michael b jordan michael b jordan that dude is an awesome actor he did such a good job fleshing out killmonger like he yeah he was the villain but there were there was just something so deep about him like you felt his pain and his rage and you identified with him at certain parts and then pulled away from him at certain parts and then he sort of brought you back in a little like he, he kind of played with us but um the thing about uh, the Marvel Universe, Marvel Universe's villain, the MCU, bless you, Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, is that, uh, yeah, in the comics, nobody uh, stays dead. But in the movies so far, we haven't seen anybody come back. I'm hoping so. Phil Coulson. But he's not in the movies anymore. God bless you, babe. Are you allergic to the show? Yeah, it, feel, it certainly feels like she's allergic to this topic. It's like it's like we're putting out some sort of dander here. <laughs> <laughs> Political dander. Uh, <laughs> but but Phil Coulson is not uh, in the movies. He's, he's in this weird like TV universe that doesn't fully acknowledge... Or is not fully acknowledged by the movies, like You're right. So I don't. I mean, yet yeah, Bucky, I think to an extent, but Bucky Barnes, but Bucky never really died. He crashed in a, in a. Oh yeah, that's right. I guess yeah, you're right. He was, you know, if you're frozen, you'd certainly come back. Yeah. Um, if you pop into another dimension, maybe you come back as as what we're hoping with the Red Skull. Right. Um, if you're, if you catch a bullet, mm, not so much. True. Right, right, right. I mean, what's his name? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Quicksilver. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick Fury. Did he actually die? People thought he was dead and then they brought him back. But was he actually dead? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he was. Yeah. He slowed his heart down to like a crawl. (laughs) But then again, like Killmonger had taken that super soldier serum, the Wakandan super soldier serum. That's true. Um, and also, like, uh, I think they're going to set up another villain and bring back Killmonger. 
I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. Don't get I, me wrong. I just, uh, it's hey, the Marvel Universe, and it's weird. Hey, listen. You know? After Infinity War, who the fuck yeah, knows right. what's going to happen? Because once Thanos steps onto the scene, that whole universe could be uh, shifted in ways that we don't know. And plus, we're going to be heading into Phase 4 soon. Um, right. I, the, I, I, I think we both agree on this. The landscape is going to change vastly um, after these two films. Right. Infinity War... And whatever Avengers Four is called, um, which I don't think will be Infinity War, it'll probably be like. I'm pretty sh- fuck. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's gonna be called the Infinity Gauntlet because that'd be that's true. Yeah. That's true. That'd be cool. Yeah, but I mean they're they they're guarding the name so closely because I've read that the title alone um, gives something away. For uh, Infinity War, Iron Man, <laughs> Avengers, Avengers Four, Iron Man dies. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, can't. I wait. don't know. We're yeah. just a few short months. I know out, we're man. only a few short months out. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was, but sure, that's my excitement for Infinity War. That's what I'm gonna say when we're in the theater. Feel free to feel free to auto tune that into something like super cool. Send it into the show, and we'll send you a T-shirt. Yeah. Not an RVT T-shirt because we don't have any, no. but like a random T-shirt. Yeah. One of Pavel's. Nah, you oh, you, you want no. you, you want all your T-shirts. Yeah, I no. love all my we'll, T-shirts. We'll get a T-shirt and we'll send it to That's you. It's so funny you brought that up because I was before you got here. I was talking to my wife about like uh, I I need to get rid of the, some of these shirts. I need to start dressing like an adult. Like, I think, I think adult I'm ready. Adult. <laughs> I need to start dressing differently because I'm just like, now I'm looking at myself in the mirror. Like, I'm 36 and like, I'm just, I'm wearing a different Iron Man t-shirt for, for the rest of the week. So what? So what? I don't know. What are you going to do? Start wearing like turtlenecks, like uh, Steve Jobs? Or fucking Sean King. Or Sean he King. rocked the shit out of fucking... Uh, black turtleneck, man. Look, it's smooth as fuck. T-shirts are ageless, all right? Our generation is changing the paradigm on how to dress as an adult. <laughs> I'm sticking... I heard you laughing back there, Sabrina. Yeah, no, my wife, my wife is just, like, having a ball back there. I know, right? You're hey, in a fucking cardigan sweater. It's cold. <laughs> all right? It's cold. Guys, keep it like By the that. way, how are you loving this weather? Oh, man. Yesterday, folks, in New York, it was essentially late spring. Yeah. <laughs> Early summer. Everybody was just walking around like, oh, oh, it's we can do anything. you know. And now today, just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Chills. Remember, it's February. <laughs> it's like, hey, and that flu is still going around, so now you're all vulnerable. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to go grab another beer because I'm thirsty as fuck. Do you want one? The show's about to end. Uh, oh, look what I can do. Yeah. You good? You got your beer? I got my beer. Okay. You happy with that? Did you? You mother... Oh. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the show doesn't stop the record button. just because you walk away. Who do you think you are? This one's for you, listeners. Uh. I got to get a beer. I'm going to put the show on hold, even though we're almost done chugging your beer.
<laughs> you are drunk with power and alcohol. <laughs> and power hall. <laughs> oh, man. I am ready for Infinity War. Oh, oh yeah. All right. We got to, and dear listeners, we want you to hold us to this. We got to be responsible and do something about getting oh. tickets to Alamo Draft House. That's like, we got to be responsible. Since when have we done that? Well, <laughs> talk about like our definition of responsible. Okay. We got to get these tickets for uh, Infinity War uh, at the Alamo Draft House. We got to do something, figure out how to be on the online queue so that as soon as they go up on sale, we get them. Boom, bing, bang. Bing, bong, bing, bong. Oh, jeez. Oh. I'm thinking fucking Trump. Oh. Him and his fucking bing, bong, boom, boom, bing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Way to bring the show to a grinding yeah. halt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to quote Trump. So anyway... Um, <laughs> we're going to figure this out so we are in there day one to experience the magic and this, this is to quote Morpheus this movie could be the very meaning of, of our, our lives, lives. <laughs> were you trying to do an Avengers tra- like the, the Infinity War trailer it was like to bring forth a group of people, you know, <laughs> who could fight the battles. <laughs> but they never could, you know. I know none of that sounds like any of the characters in the movie. <laughs> uh, we'll work on that one. We'll work on that one. That's four different conservative uh, uh, congressmen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you put it that way, then yeah, that's what they sound <laughs> that's like. That's what they all sound like. <laughs> Oh man, though I I can't wait. This is man. Marvel has really like nailed it with these movies because Black Panther, you know, for the dissection that we just went through, still amazing. Mm-hmm. And I saw it with Spike Lee. That was really cool. Were you actually sitting next to him? No, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. Nowhere Did, that near, nowhere near that lucky. Was his like area roped off? No, no, not at all. I was surprised. He was, and plus, I was surprised at his theater selection. I'm like, it's the United, it's the UA at 14th Street, not the best theater. Like, why doesn't he just go to the fucking Alamo Draft House? Well, maybe he doesn't like the idea of smelly food while he's watching a movie. Maybe, maybe, or you know, he's. It's New York. Like, people still get starstruck, but like. From what I understand, New York New Yorkers are sort of like, hey, it's you. And then they just go about their business, you know? Yeah. So, you know, except for you, though. Yeah, I know. I just get up all, all up in people's business. <laughs> Where are you going, huh? Where are you doing? What are you doing, huh? Where are you going? <laughs> nah, that never happens. You're usually like, <laughs> I, I really, really like your work. Oh, stop yeah. it. <laughs> As you raised your fist. Yeah. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Fuck. I'm never going to live that down. Apologies to Sean King. <laughs> I bet he's at home right now. Hey, you remember that guy after... Uh... Interrupted our Valentine's Day to <laughs> give me a fight the power fist. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
bet he's wearing an Akuma shirt right now. Oh. <laughs> Red's hardly his color, you know. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Well, like I was saying, yeah, um, Marvel's like really hitting it out of the park. As opposed to DC, which I think should just pack it up. <laughs> and uh, do you, you hear that Joss Whedon was is um, out of making Batgirl? Oh man. <laughs> well, I think he wants the whole like, you know, his whole divorce, the, the ugly divorce he's going through to die down before he makes another movie. Oh jeez. Well, I guess uh, yeah, this gives this gives another director. A- the opportunity to step in like i think i think they should just take risks at this yeah, point like they should just make batgirl like a hard r yeah. she's just break- give it to gareth evans oh yes of course <laughs> i was gonna say that i didn't want to be just gareth evan does batgirl she's breaking necks twisting knees just bare knuckle boxing yeah. motherfuckers just you know oh man well, She's we, not, she doesn't even have the costume anymore. She just fights with a spiked bat. Oh, you know? damn. <laughs> we got to cap it there, don't we? I think so. Uh, I think so. Let's see. Yeah, we do. Holy shit. All right. Well, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And we'll see you next time on Robots vs. Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have yourself a splendid afternoon. Song of the Week!